Shabbat Shalom, friends. We've now come to the final section of Bereshit. And for those of you who are still unfamiliar with the uh, significant tool that was presented not only to the Jewish people, but as we have learned, both in Talmud and in Zohar, to the entire world, as an instrument by which we can literally improve our lives. Opportunities that are provided each and every single week so that we can alleviate some of the pain and suffering that unfortunately for most of us these unbearable and sometimes irreparable conditions arise. We have today the unique opportunity to take advantage of this week's reading because this is the final section that is going to be read and in as much as it is the final reading of book number one, Genesis, it is referred to in Kabbalistic terminology as Malchut. Malchut, Malchut always, always symbolizing the idea of the ingathering or the accumulation of all that had proceeded. Now, as we had gone from week to week, you have learned of the, the profundity of, of what creation was about, that it is not simply fairy tales, it's not Bible creation, and inasmuch as Pashat Vaishi is the final section that is included within the book of Genesis, it is therefore the Malchut, meaning the total ingathering of all that had preceded, all of the energy, all of the technology, which we have learned that merely by listening to the reading at the war room, wherever that war room might be, and thank God today we are located all around the world, and it may not be difficult for some people to find themselves away from home and yet close to an opportunity where they could listen to the reading, the weekly reading of Torah. And consequently, everything that we have explained as being offered by the actual reading is now again being reoffered to the listener and capturing the total significance of all that transpired beginning with the first section, Bereshit. However, however, while this may sound as if, well then, if there are five books of Moses, then maybe all we have to do is attend only five times a year, the last section of each book. 
But here I have to disappoint you a little and, and, and make the distinction between listening to each week's reading, each week's section of a particular book, whether it be Genesis, whether it be uh, this, the book coming up now, which is Names. Mind you, we don't call it Exodus. It's the book of Names. That each, each section, read each Shabbat, embraces, envelops a totality, a totality of that section. It is totally concentrated. Whereas now we are getting a kind of stretched out version, not as concentrated, obviously, not as concentrated, but nevertheless inclusive of all of the previous sections. And so now let us go to this final section. Number one, there are 86 verses in this section. 86, as we should have now come to understand, is a mathematical code for the word Elohim. Elohim, again, very briefly, refers to this physical, illusionary, manifested world that we are familiar with. Most of what has transpired in Genesis, and that's why it is referred to as Bereshit, Genesis refers to the, to the true reality of Etzahayim, true reality of the tree of life reality. And all coming together in this section now becomes manifested in this physical reality, because this is what it's all about. We're hoping to bring the chaotic reality filled with pain and suffering to mesh and merge with the tree of life reality, by which the chaos that we are familiar with suddenly as light and darkness combines to remove, to eliminate, and make disappear the darkness so too in this section by the coded numbers allotted to this particular reading. The Kabbalists inform us that this is the true significance, that we have this great opportunity to bring this profound life force of God into this physical reality world because that's all that's wrong with this world is the, 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 the existence of so much darkness represented, symbolized by war, illness, poverty, strife. All of these factors merely represent an aspect of darkness. And if we can finally understand that we are in a position of power 
to draw together by virtue of our consciousness, before we listen to this reading, by virtue of our consciousness, to mesh the two worlds together, then as we have learned on this very practical level of existence, light and darkness cannot coexistence. One gives way to the other. Thank God. It is the darkness that must recede. It is the darkness that must take that back seat and not coexist and cannot coexist with the light force of God. And in this section here we have the blessings that God bestowed upon his children. By now, hopefully all of our readers, and incidentally we have a reader or two that is new, hopefully there are thousands that may be coming in for the very, very first time, all you have to do is go back to the previous 11 sections and kind of refresh your memory because those are, while they are powerful tools provided for each and every single week as we read Torah, at the same time, they will refresh our memory. They will also raise our levels of consciousness to a higher understanding of what really is flying all around us. For unfortunately, we do grope in the dark, whether it be science, whether it be politics, the chaos, the darkness, unfortunately, for the most part, seems to reign supreme. And so here we have a section where Jacob blesses the 12 sons. But again, are we referring to blessings? It's an outmoded word. The word blessing that we have come to understand is the, is the merging, the merging of the life force of God, drawing it, channeling it, transferring it into this chaotic reality that plagues us to no end. And so we have that opportunity to instill the light force not only in the, from this one portion, not only for this one week, but for all of the 12 signs of the zodiac, which means that we have now and will capture light that will be diffused. This light of today's reading will be incorporated within each and every single coming month. And another strange aspect of this reading is and Joseph is called by his father Jacob in which he says I am ill, 
and that he wants to reveal all that will take place in the future. Kind of opening up, kind of opening up the whole of the universe, kind of removing that veil, that curtain that we call yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And what is strange, and this, of course, I'm referring to chapter 49 in verse 1. Jacob called to his sons and said, Gather yourselves together that I may tell you that which will befall you in the aftermath of days. The strangest thing about this verse is that nowhere in the following verses is there a revelation of any sorts. And yet, and yet, Jacob here declares to all of his children that I want to reveal all that will take place in your lives throughout the generations until the end of time. What strange, what strange phenomena is included in this one single verse? In chapter 48, verse 16, we have that blessing, quote, blessing, because you're all familiar with that word, I say blessing, but that collection of letters, that collection of, of, uh, of, of, uh, of a verse, collection of words, which we know and have come to understand now is not merely a blessing, but rather is the channel, the universal channel, not limited to any one sector, not limited to any one race, not limited to any one religion. That this blessing of Jacob embraces, encapsulates the totality of the life force as a bestowal agent, as a bestowal transformer, transmitter of the life force of God. And this provides us with a very simple explanation as to what really was meant by these words, I want to reveal to you that which will occur in the after day, aftermath of days right down to the last day. And what is simple is, was J 
Jacob going to burden us now? And I, I think he would probably need, oh, maybe a couple of trillion volumes to record everything that was going to take place everywhere over the millennia. Now, that wouldn't help any of us. Just to go through a couple of trillion pages would take us a lifetime. By the time we got through uh, perusing these volumes, our life probably would be over. So that was not the practical uh, intent of, of, of Jacob. Rather, what he was telling us. Understand that in the absence of light, chaos comes in an unlimited sorts of ways. And that there is one solution to the infinite pain and suffering that could and will be endured over time only because there is a lack of the presence of the light force of God. And what has taken place over the millennia? All sorts of chaos beyond imagination. And according to the Kabbalists, the most singular point that could be referred to as a cause of all of the multitude of chaos that afflicts presently in the past and in the future is the absence of light. And so when we have these opportunities, when we have the blessing, meaning, in this section, we have a transfer from Jacob, the chariot, who represented and actually was connected with the tree of life reality in his bestowal of this light force of God that he is empowered with to empower us with that same light force of God. Then, my friends, chaos as we know it, while it may appear to be totally irrevocable, while it may appear to be totally irreparable, while it may be the supreme in our minds and in our consciousness, of this totality of chaos that once we have made our connections and certainly today with the whole gamut of Kabbalistic tools and, 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 and disciplines all provided for to this generation in time that there is no question that we can now tap into this awesome power 
known as the life force of God, and completely eliminate, irrespective of time, space, emotion, transcending, sending energy to an area, a place thousands of miles away, the people, not within the immediate vicinity, transfer them hailing energies, energies of whatever sort of the life force of God. We have, we have come upon the dawning of a new era. Shabbat Shalom and God bless you all.